Nothing much else is new. We have a date, as I'm sure you saw on Facebook. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh, we have a date. How come I don't have you on here for some reason? Cool. Dates are exciting. Yes, the 13th of October. Oh, you know what? Maybe I did see that. I just didn't quite compute it all. Uh Uh-huh. I I tell you, typing is very interesting ever since I switched over to the Dvorak keyboard. I bet. I'd be very confused. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know what the layout looks like? Not a clue. Okay. if it's different than what I'm used to, that it would be different. It definitely is. Let's see. And into the chat. Yeah. And there's a graphic right up. This is the keyboard that I'm using now. Simplified, it says. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, wait a minute. The call thing's in front of it. Okay. It would take some time to get used to, but I'm sure once you got used to it. Mm-hmm. It is a much faster, uh, when, once you're adequately familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the This article here on Wikipedia about the Dvorak Simplified Keyboard, D-V-O-R-A-K, in case this gets left in, um, there was a time when people who were trained on this layout were not allowed to enter typing competitions because they romped it for 10 years. Wow. The QWERTY layout has more than 3,000 words that are typed on the left hand alone and about 300 that are typed on the right hand alone. Wow. By contrast, only a few are typed using only the left hand and even fewer with the right hand. Uh, This is because a syllable requires at least one vowel, and all the vowels and Y are on the left side. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, Most of the typing is used with the right hand, which is the dominant hand for most people. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Where is that? Yes, 10 times from 1934 to 41. So that's not 10 years, but 10 times. uh, Dvorak's typists one first in their class events in the 1935 contest alone, uh, the international commercial schools contest, uh, which were typing contests sponsored by typing uh, typewriter manufacturers consisting of professional and amateur contests. The professionals uh, type is sponsored by typewriter companies to advertise their machines. And in the 1935 contest, nine Dvorak typists won 20 awards. Wow. They were so successful that in 1937, the contest committee banned Dvorak's typists for being unfair competition. (laughs) In addition, QWERTY typists did not want to be placed near Dvorak typists because QWERTY typists were disconcerted by the noise produced from the fast typing speeds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that could mess you up. Yeah. Um, let's see. In the 30s, the Tacoma, Washington School District ran an experimental program in typing to determine whether to hold Dvorak layout classes. The experiment used 2,700 students to learn the Dvorak layout, and the district found that the Dvorak layout students learned the keyboard in one-third the time it took to learn QWERTY. So why didn't it stick around? They elected a new school board. Of course they did. Oh, dear. Let's see. Uh, They even mentioned the Guinness Book of World Records here. Uh, Writer Barbara Blackburn won the fastest English language typist. Um, She was able to maintain 150 words per minute for 50 minutes and 170 words per minute for shorter periods. 
clocked at a peak speed of 212 words per minute. And an interesting side note, she had failed her QWERTY typing class. Wow. That is funny. Trisha, what's going on here? I don't know. <laughs> she said she was here and I tried to call her and now it says she's busy. Mm-hmm. If you scroll down a little bit in the page under original Dvorak layout, mm -hmm. you'll see that the numbers up at the top in the top row mm -hmm. are completely out of order. Exclamation point seven five three one nine zero two four six eight from left to right. Okay. So I think that's why the version of the numbers in the correct numerical order is called the simplified. Mm-hmm. But that's just a guess. That makes sense. She says now. I see that. I was looking at your link again and then I missed her. I'm enjoying right. it. It's definitely different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks like Obama drove past my cousin's house today. Ah. Gravy. Visit from the president in our quiet little town of Mount Holly. Pretty big deal around here. Dave took some pics as they drove by our street. I was working, so I didn't get to see it. Hey, Trisha. Hello. Hello. What fun and so. crazy things did you do today? I, I signed up for a marathon. I saw that. How is this unusual, though? She's never done I've a never full done marathon. She's always done partial marathons. Aha. I've, I've only done half. Gotcha, gotcha. And I, and I got in a big fight with my dad about it. Why did you get in a big fight with your dad? Well, because he's an idiot sometimes. I'm sorry to say that, Dad, but you are. <laughs> well, no, he's a, he's just a big, huge warrior wart. Mm -hmm. And DC, um, the marathon's in DC. It's the, the Marine Corps Marathon. Mm -hmm. So I'm just all excited because I'm going to be running past for 26 miles and he's a nice looking guy in, in Marine uniforms the whole entire time. So I'm like really excited about that. <laughs> and um, he's like I don't want you to be driving down there for four hours I'm like dad I'm not he goes you're going to be going by yourself I'm like I'm not going by yourself he did not even listen to me I'm, I'm planning on like I have a girlfriend she'd definitely come down I'm hoping maybe Christian will come down or something like that mm -hmm. and, but he's like but then he goes you have a kid I don't know what's going to happen with you you driving down there I'm like I've driven through DC before no, you haven't. Like, yeah, I have. And he's just—I mean, he's just—it was doing one thing after another, driving my mom totally insane. I go, then he wouldn't get on the phone with me, and I go, I go, mom, I'm not coming up until he gets on the phone with me. She goes, you know, that's going to kill him. I go, that's the only way I could get him on the damn phone. And I'll just tell him I won't come up. <laughs> oh, he just gets into his head. That I mean. I know he loves me, and I and I'm I'm grateful to him and everything like that. But I'm 35 years old. No, you're not. You're 12. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You yeah, are. You will forever be 12 to him. I, yeah, I know. Uh, but be, my, gra be grateful that he is concerned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I am, but it drives me crazy. I'm like, Dad. That's what parents do. It's their job to drive you crazy. <laughs> I can't. It's my own son. Mm -hmm. It'll be fun. Fun, fun, hey, fun. Don't, no starting yawning yet. We haven't even started. <laughs> I know. I'm already tired. We'll blame it on the antibiotics. Yes. Yes, of course. They go with the hole in my leg. 
Mm-hmm. What the hell happened to you holding the leg? I had a cyst. Okay. Okay. I can understand that. Yeah. I, you just had a root. I thought it was was something else, and I went to the doctor, and she said, "Oh, it's a cyst." And I said, "Okay." I said, "What do I do?" And she said, "Well, it's infected because I can tell just by touching it, it's infected, mm-hmm. but it's also hard, and I don't think we'll get anything out of it." I said, "All right." I said, "The reason I was worried was the cat brushed against me and it hurt." And she said, "All right, come here." So she laid me up on the table and cut me open and drained it and put a little wick in it so that it could mm-hmm. drain longer. And mm. we pulled yeah. the wick after two days because I was freaked out it would grow in and I didn't want to pull it once it started growing in. Yeah, I remember our dog had a cyst behind his ear. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was unpleasant. He had the vent or the drain pipe mm-hmm. stuck in there and felt bad, so bad for the little guy. Well, this is probably a gross story. We'll cut it out. I'm going to tell you anyhow. I can think of about three different ways that story could have been more awkward, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, I, I have no idea how to follow that. So, Trisha, <laughs> rep, rep, uh, reptilian complex made you want to hurl? <laughs> oh yeah i mean it was so sickening sweet i thought i was gonna have a freaking sugar high see i was trying my best to get a ron hermione in there i thought it was i thought it was cute and funny and i just said yeah we'll do it but yeah, i, I, I can totally understand how you guys are going <laughs> ah, well we have 13 chapters i don't know if we'll make it through all of them we'll try that's fine i've read the whole thing Yay. I don't I don't know where the chapters stopped, so that ought to be interesting to see. Uh, you did more than me. <laughs> I know. I heard. <laughs> oh, well. So, well, it, it sounds I interesting, have... but I just totally forgot about it. I got so involved with my stupid marathon stuff. Not just this one, but the marathon that I, I help run. And I'm just like... I'm like, I know I'm forgetting to do something, and I'm like, oh, I forgot to read. <laughs> See, now, last week it wouldn't have been a problem because you could have just read it in five minutes before this. But this one's a little longer, a little harder. Yeah. yeah. I know, right? Yeah, I had it all ready to put it onto my Kindle, and I totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So, it happens. Bad for, even for me to have it read to. I have good news, Trisha. Yeah. We have a guy, a new guy on the forum who is converting all of the fix that we've read and all of the new fix that we're going to do for the season into a Kindle format. Ooh, awesome. Yeah. And I've got the first three seasons right now. We're, cool. We're trying to get permission from all the authors to post them. Oh, maybe he can get tea with Black Dragon for me. That'd be awesome. <laughs> See what I can do. Ooh, um, I think I have that somewhere. I love that one. In a Kindle format? No, well, in an HTML file. Okay. I'm kind of like, kind of, I'm still c- quite new with my Kindle. Even though I've Yay. had it almost a year, but I'm still quite new with it. <laughs> I'm giving Ryan a hard time because I think he's been to the Apple Store twice in the last two days to fondle the new iPad 3, 2, 3, whatever it is. Three, I think. Yeah. I said, did you bring it home? He says, it's a little hard to justify. I said, uh-huh. I'll give you to the end of the month. Exactly. 
<laughs> what that means is he's he just hasn't found the right justification yet. Yeah. Well, they just sent me an email. It's like five hundred bucks. Yeah. That's a little rich for my blood. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't have one. I got okay. mine for Christmas. There was a advertisement on Facebook, but you know how those things go that said that mm-hmm. Overstock.com had them for $29. The, the yeah, right. And I was oh, the like, original. And I was like, eh, wow. I don't trust this. Mm-hmm. You'll never believe this thing. Holy crap. The Marine Corps Marathon that I registered for today sold out in two hours and 41 minutes. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Wow. It's a good thing you got in when you did. I know. I'll believe me. You should have heard me at work because I kept on, like, every time I tried to get on, like, active went down and I'm like, shit, no, no. Oops. Okay. I got to tell you, Trish, I don't think I have tea with the black dragon. I think I, I would have it, but I believe I object to the teacher student sex in it. If it's if it's one of the ones I'm thinking of, um, it doesn't happen until after she she um graduates. Uh huh. That she becomes an apprentice. Right, because sleeping with your apprentice is so much better than sleeping with your student. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, one thing I do care. It was it was a good story. If you want a copy of Soul Play, I have that. Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a Snape fic. Heard it recommended on Snapecast. Ooh. Oh, this is oh okay because I got this from Snape, um, Snapecast too. That's how I heard about this book. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Death. I don't know if you know, but Trisha liked this one so much that she actually had the dragon tattooed on her. Cool. And the dragon has a little teacup drinking out of it. I never said I was right, but oh well. Miss, I I love Snape. I uh, downloaded the podcast with the Snape Harry Peon cast on it to listen to the other day. Oh gosh. I quite got that far yet. Because Ryan was making fun of me again about my deadpan talk about it. It was attached to my very first podcast ever with them too. I was like, oh this is bad all the way around. Two of the Black Dragon, that is by White Raven? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Okay, do a search on fanfiction.net. You get the author and you get a standalone piece that ties into it, but not actually that. So, hmm. Um, I got that on Digital Quill. Flurry, would you stop jumping around like that? No. But why? We should probably get going. Get going. Okay, bye. I'd like to sleep. Bye. (laughs) It's nice to talk to you. He was Black Dragon by White Raven. Which is not the fic we're discussing tonight. No, because, no, that, I don't think I want to discuss that with a lot of people in here, my <laughs> thoughts. No? Especially after, like, chapter 14 or 10 or whatever it is. Yeah, when we start talking, yeah, the, no. I mean, people think I'm a deviant as it is. <laughs> as we turn into smutcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want to yeah. do that. There's just some things about Death Roll I don't really need to know. <laughs> For Friday, March 1st, 2013, this is episode 162 of Potterfreak Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Hey, Ron. The next time you're... Previously on Potterfreak Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? 
Well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Potterfic weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Okay, what did I miss? Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, I'm Jen, and I don't know my alphabet. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. <laughs> oh, Shit. I, I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants. Not oh. trousers. Waterfic Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting grammar study time soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Sex and snorkax. Two of my favorite subjects. I love Snape. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. Waterfic Weekly. Where the story never ends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Welcome back to Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Trisha. And I'm Deathrill. And Scott and Kelly may be joining us a little bit later. Today we are going to talk about a fic called A Little More Time by Callus. And. The version I have, which I downloaded from, uh, I have not a clue, actually, says it is by Jess Palace. So That's say, who I have. A woman who has written this. Okay. Because as we know, no men are fan fiction authors. I was going to say, um, Jess could be a man's a name. Hmm. Would a man use just Jess? Well, I mean, just think about um, the that um, stupid song, Jesse's Girl. Jesse's Girl. That's where I was going to, but that's Jesse. Uh, since since the author's real name is Catherine. Oh I'm boy. Gonna, I'm gonna go with oh. a girl. Okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking Uncle Jesse on Full House. Mm, oh, I forgot uh, about him. Uncle Jesse on Full House. I see. Now I would have gone with Uncle Jesse on uh, Dukes of Hazard, but. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Hmm. <laughs> so much for starting the fic. Oh, there was a fic. Yeah, okay. there was a fic. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, we can't just ramble on about anything we like. We, we have good luck with that over on the Poofer Exchange. Yes, I know. <laughs> we'll try to at least talk about this a little bit. Okay. This is actually found on MuggleNet fanfiction. And the author's chapter note in this just says that this is an unashamed post-DH canon patching fic that she started the day after DH came out as a personal way of coping with the deaths of her two favorite characters. Oh, then, you know what? Right then and there, I like this woman. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> mm -hmm. so. I gotta say that a fic like this, I can definitely understand the motivation of the author in doing it because... I really didn't like how their deaths were handled in canon. It was almost an afterthought. I was, and, I oh. was ticked. I was ticked too. I remember yeah. just, after reading it, I'm like, what? Wait a minute. Wait. I, no. I almost feel like Joe got to the end and went, 
Oh, wait, Remus is still alive. Uh, oh, none of the Marauders were supposed to live. Uh, yeah, he died in battle and no one saw it. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I think I threw the book at that point in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah. It was so and sad. It's really strange. As much as I didn't like how Tonks was introduced, I didn't like how she left the story either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think Tonks is a great character. She's fun. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved she, to have seen, you know, more of her. Yeah, Hell, she I'm wasn't like, introduced like, properly and she wasn't used properly. There was so much better stuff for her to do than make pig noses at breakfast. Mm-hmm. I was more I, I mean, honestly, after, after chapter five, I'm like, forget freaking Harry. Let's go talk to the adults the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Harry's just too damn email. So I'm okay, going to drag anyhow. us off. Off topic? I was going to say, I thought we were ready off topic. Where'd it go? Uh, oh, here it is. So, um, the TV, the TV, the radio show that I really like, wait, wait, don't tell me the news quiz on uh-huh. NPR had a question this week. And it was, um, in the very beginning, they do three things out of the news and you have to tell what it's about or who said it. So the question was, well, grown ups, or this, the saying quote was, well, grown ups, you no longer need to hide your copy of her books. On your morning commute, who are they talking about? And of course, the answer Joe is Rowling. Joe Rowling. Well, this started the jokes. JKR has announced she's written an adult novel, and people have gone nuts in anticipation, but no one knows what it's going to be. She hasn't said. Will it be about the wizards in the Harry Potter books all grown up and dealing with life as middle-aged wizards? I'm sorry, Hermione, my wand doesn't seem to work anymore. <laughs> In the last movie, wasn't Don't Harry... Don't say things like that when I'm sipping wine. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. In the last movie, wasn't Harry about 40 years old? And they said, yeah, Harry's new Patronus is Matlock. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, she says, um, they said, when J.K. Rowling says she's going to do an adult novel, is it going to be about grownups or does she mean adult adult? <laughs> is she going to be doing her own Harry Potter slash fiction? Harry Potter and the other Chamber of Secrets. Oh. oh. <laughs> one of the, the Where's gals, the brain bleach? One of the gals said, and don't even talk about the phoenix. And the guy said, if your phoenix rises for more than four hours, go see a doctor. <laughs> or you have a burning sensation from your from your phoenix. I'm sorry, but I uh, I was listening to the I was I was howling in the car, going mm-hmm. to work the other day listening to that. And so well, the I, thing is, these jokes yeah. are funny enough as they are, but for those of us who are so steeped in the culture of oh, yeah. the fandom and who have talked about this and made all of these jokes before, it's just so funny. Oh, and to have you know something like NPR do it, yeah, it was great. So, okay. I'm sorry. We'll go back to the thick. I just happened to remember that. We're way off course. The, uh... You sure? Yeah, I think we should try. Okay, okay. well, we'll see what else happens. So the prologue, it starts off, it's called watching. And mm-hmm. there's one rule that you can't break. And the rule is, you do not touch, you do not change, you do not interfere. You watch only. And um, who are we talking to? That doesn't. Let's like. I'm sorry. He's like telling your kid, 
don't touch that. No, you can't do that. I don't care who you are. You have to touch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why they've created this um, interference field or whatever that prevents you from doing it, even if you want to. Right. Because they know people are going to go against it. So they've made it so that it's nigh on into possible. Trisha, did mm-hmm. you unplug something? No, I'm still here. All right. Okay. I was just listening. Did we want to explain the premise? Trish, have you you read this? You haven't read this um, for tonight, but at all, do you you know what it's about? It's probably, uh, yeah, it's uh, about going back and getting our two favorite characters. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a time travel story. Our main character is Teddy Lupin, and he has gone, he's grown up, he's finished with school, he's gone to work at the ministry in the Department of Mysteries in the Time Division. Right. Historical Records section. And there's this nifty new magic that's been invented that allows people to go back in time and witness events. Oh, there's an analogy that I want to vaguely make here, but it's slipping away from me because I'm not familiar enough with the source material. And basically, the whole point is to observe history so we can get the truth about what actually happened. Um, Because, as we all know, there's your side, my side, and the truth. And I think a lot of the push behind this effort is to prevent um, the Daily Prophet or whatever media sources are in existence at this time from perverting the story of what actually happened. Right. And I was trying to remember who ordered it, but I can't remember it. I'm not seeing it just off the top of, you know. Shacklebolt. It's in the fifth paragraph down. Shacklebolt's. 20 years before requested that the department find some way to see the past without changing it to learn the truth behind a myriad of unknown fates to ensure once and for all after the lies and half truths that had dogged the ministry for so long could be untangled in one way or another. He had wanted to know the truth of history, clean and pure and tell it to the world. And it took them 18 years Mm -hmm. to come up with this because it says two years ago came the portal. Right. Um, because they had to redo all the time turners because Harry and crew smashed all the time turners. So they were, they had to go back through that mm-hmm. and, you know, figure it out and then develop this technology. Quote unquote. I feel and like we need a, are you watching Star Trek? Quote there. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just seems like it goes. And well, they had, because if you think about it, a time turner lets you go back hours. And this right. calls to mind all those really bad fix where Hermione trips down a flight of stairs. And, you know, she should have a broken neck, but she winds up back in Tom Riddle era or Marauder era. Uh, and she's going to fix everything. Right. And I like, I like that the author takes the trouble to point out here that, no, they need to send a person back decades, mm-hmm. not hours. So it's just a a nice little nod because one rotation of the hourglass is only one hour. Right. And. Yeah. Falling down the stairs isn't going to do that much. So. No. And I actually have those numbers if you'll give me a second. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, we'll say that Teddy had joined the historical record solution and he was all for this, you know, you do not touch, you do not change, you do not interfere, you only watch. Until it came to the Battle of Hogwarts, because this is where his parents died, and he's going to get to see it. Okay, I've got the reverse. 
I mean, it, do you think you actually would, really would want to see that? I don't know. That's just me. He would or he wouldn't? Would you? I mean. Would you? I mean, it's kind yeah. of morbid. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Numbers? Um, if one turn equals one hour, then 24 turns equals one day. 8,766 turns equals one year. And 1,000, uh, sorry, 157,788 turns equals 18 years. And I then say nobody can fall down that many stairs and live. No, not going to happen. I don't care how magical you are. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, I don't I think there's think- that many stairs at Hogwarts, but. Well, you know, she fell down, got up, went back up to the top and fell down again. Oh, yeah. it's deliberate. Okay, yeah, I get yeah. you. Um, so, and that's why these time travel fix always amuse me is because no one actually stops to do the math on this and it's just completely impractical and sometimes they try to get around that by using uh, a time travel potion which is even more dumb and Mm -hmm. then there's magic time gates that just appear in the corridors of hogwarts out of nowhere you know it's a huge case of because the plot said so yes yes it is and that's why i really appreciate that palace here has taken the trouble to mention that no we need to be able to send back decades Mm -hmm. and not just hours um so i mean initially they're using it to look at the battle of hogwarts and the things in the war to find out what happened but they i'm sure there are other things that they want to use this for can you imagine if they used this to go back to the time of the founders oh yeah i mean they can it seems like they can go back as far as they want as long as they have the date Mm -hmm. and apparently a destination feels like uh bill and ted's excellent adventure here you got to dial the right area code and (laughs) such Uh. excellent there you go if you guys are really us what number are we thinking of 69 dudes Bill and Ted's Excellent! Excellent! Excellent adventure. Hi, dude. So, his division head, Penelope Weasley, who is married to Percy, we will find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, offered that's a him... Tr- trope I get tired of, but that's just me. A vacation. Uh, Dennis Creevy took it. He, he went and took off for a couple of weeks or a couple of months' time so that he would not have to be in on this. Mm-hmm. But... Teddy decided he was going to do it. He was going to stay and he was going to go and watch the battle. And I don't mm-hmm. think he really consciously was thinking about, okay, I'm really going to see my parents die. He was thinking, oh, I'm going to get to see my parents. I'm going to get to see the battle. And I don't think he he was necessarily. Yeah, he wasn't going back to through. watch them die. No. He he deliberately put himself where he didn't think they would be, but they ended up going to where he was. So it was an accident that he even saw it in the first place because mm-hmm. he, because of where they, their bodies were found. He thought that that's where they died because they were found on the ground right. near the, mm-hmm. the castle wall, but they actually died up on the battlements as we find out. Yeah. He mm-hmm. had gone up on the battlements so that he could get a good view mm-hmm. and he ends up getting just a little too close to it. And I like the explanation that's written in here that it is not, in fact, uh, Bellatrix who kills Tongs. It's Dolohov, the same guy who killed Lupin. Mm-hmm. 
the fic was written before Joe shared that little detail with us uh, in an interview, but Palace takes and incorporates that and makes you believe that there's a reason why you could have thought that someone could have believed that seeing it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And Dolahoff is fighting with Remus and he's just killed Colin. Mm-hmm. He's just killed Colin. And this drives Remus out of his mind. Absolutely out of his mind. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's, you know, you just murdered a child and Dolahoff's like, a yeah. mud blood, a child. Mm-hmm. I knew him. You murdered him down. And I've got the Remus from Shifts in my head at the moment because we <laughs> I just finished reading that not too long ago. And so I'm picturing Professor Lupin here. Mm-hmm. And I, I can just see him absolutely losing his mind and he's ready to start casting Unforgivables himself. Right. Oh, yeah. Because this is just a kid. Now, granted, Colin is a true Gryffindor who snuck back into the castle and – you know, with no regard for his own safety. Um, but we see here why this is such a dangerous thing is because you can die and he does die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's, you know, Remus is ready to kill him. He's got Avada out of his mouth, but the club of an advancing giant crashes against the wall and the battlements shatter and he and Dolahov disappear and you hear a scream of Remus and Tonks arrives and grabs him, you know, by the skin of her teeth and pulls him up and there they are and they're alive. And Teddy's just like, Oh my God, these are my parents. And they've just lived through this part where I thought they were going to die. And what's going on? And of course, and then they die. Yeah. It's the ultimate fake out literally three seconds after they didn't die. Oh, they're dead. Oh shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like you ever see the one the one movie. I don't I don't know if it's it's one of the like a World War Two movie. It's the guy gets shot in the head and in the bullet, it's the helmet saves him. And the stupid idiot takes the hat off and looks at the helmet and is like, "Oh my god!" And then he gets shot in the head. Right? <laughs> you moron. Yep. Le- leave the helmet on. Say a prayer yeah, oh. of thanks. Yeah, and maybe pat the helmet and say thank you to the helmet. And keep your, keep your head down. Keep your head down. Because there's someone down. out there with a gun shooting at your head. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. And so it's Dolahoff. He's fallen into a stairwell and he gets them both with one AK. Which was weird. Mm. I've never seen the killing curse affect more than one person at the same time. So that was something new for me. Could well, it have gone- it was- it should have been, it should have, they always say it should, um, because he got the, I mean, Harry's mother got the AK because she, I mean, she blocked it from Harry. And they always say Harry should have had two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, I was yes, he is an infant, but. Wondering if it had like gone through one and into the other, like a mm-hmm. bullet would. I mean, I, you, we just don't know. Well, so. it says here, for a moment, his parents seemed to flicker, undulate, stumble. But then the spell struck them both as one, a flash of green that washed across their bodies and dragged the life away from them. That's a good enough. That's, that's very good imagery. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Chilling. Very chilling. Anything involving the AK generally is. Yeah. And he'd, you know, he'd almost forgotten. He allowed, almost allowed himself to forget they were about to die. He just lost himself in simply watching them. And then it was too late. As far as we know, there's nothing that he could have done anyhow. 
he, you know, you're not supposed to be able to get out. You're not supposed to be able to interfere in any, any way. So, and he takes a little comfort in the fact that they'd been together and it had been really quick, but he's doing the what if game now. If they'd looked mm-hmm. up once, they'd have seen him. And then his life, their lives, everybody would have been different. Yeah. And here I find the quote from Dumbledore regarding the mirror of Erised to be particularly appropriate. It does not do to dwell on dreams. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's doing. It's the what if. Yeah. And forget to live. And I think we see Teddy go nuts after this because he is glimpsed his deepest heart's desire in the mirror. I mean, he hasn't stood in front of it, but he might as well have, cause this is what he would have seen. Mm-hmm. And he sees them survive this battle and he, he wants this now and he's obsessed by it and he's going to figure out a way to do it. Right. And, you know, he's thinking, you know, he's, you do not touch, you do not change, you do not interfere. You watch only. And he's like, he can't change history. Could he? No, 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 no. I can't do this. I can't do this. But maybe I can. And he... This is so much turmoil. He remembers that there was one time he started to morph while he was in the field. And he overstretched the size of his hand to try and record a a historical artifacts measurement. And as he morphed, he could feel the field's passiveness straining around him and like almost bursting. And so he's thinking to himself, well, maybe I can, maybe I can do something. And his, you know, Penny had already had made him swear that he would never morph inside the field again because she knew that there was, you know, there could be a possible problem. Mm-hmm. And he uh, goes back the next day mm-hmm. and watches what happened before when Remus tries to save Colin and, and doesn't. And then he, vows to go and he vows not to come back but then mm-hmm. he sees his mother and has to watch that and then again he's you know there and finally Penelope finds him and just says this isn't good mm-hmm. <laughs> and they stage an intervention yeah. um, one at a time because um, he gets Penelope talks to him a little bit and then she she as his supervisor she's worried about the downturn and the quality of his work and then next it's harry who's mm-hmm. there to talk to him about everything and in his own words teddy says it's long and excruciating and they sit down they have this bonding moment here now i know this is the prologue but i really would have liked to have seen the conversation between harry and teddy here um, mm-hmm. about Harry's struggle to cope with the loss of his parents and his temptation before the mirror of Erised, the struggle facing the Patronus lessons uh, between blocking out the horrors and desperation to hear the voices. I would love to see that conversation because yeah. that's at least a chapter oh, in yeah. and of itself. And it's just summarized in one paragraph. And I don't know. I think it could have lent a greater impact to what Teddy later does mm-hmm. because he's – he he gets the whole speech about it does not do to dwell on dreams. And he says, yep, uh-huh. And then he goes and does it anyway. Right. Yeah. And he's, you know, decided he's going to do it. He's going to save his parents' lives. Mm-hmm. And we go to the first chapter. Promises. Mm-hmm. And, he, and I, I like how this opens with Teddy thinking that he needs a visit from, I'm sure it's Uncle Ron. Uh-huh. Because he needs some better swear words. Well, 
Yeah, Ron's the one to learn him from. Dad, come it. Bloody hell. No, not really, because all Ron says is bloody hell. Bloody hell. <laughs> That's all he says in every fic. Well, didn't he didn't he invoke Merlin's underpants at one point? Yes. Yes, he does in canon. Merlin's baggy wife fronts. Yeah. And I remember blinking at that and going, wow, that sure is different. <laughs> And this, and I, I was like, "Am I? I'm reading the canon. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm." And it was, it came out of nowhere for book seven because he'd never progressed in his swearing. It was always bloody this, bloody that, and mm-hmm. Ronald Billius Weasley. Yeah, stop using that word. What, bloody? Bloody. And uh, Teddy has got a bunch of scribble notes. He's uh, been back to watch his parents' lives many times. He got to see their wedding. Mm-hmm. And he closes his eyes and says, you know, this is, I can't go back. I'm going to have to go through with this now. And he promises them that he will somehow save them. Mm-hmm. They're not there to hear it, but. Yeah. Well, what I like in this is he, he might have been able to accept that he shouldn't do this and let it go if Harry and Penelope hadn't tried to help him. And they give him um, access to the uh, the portal, as it's called. And they say, you know, this is off after hours. You can come in. You can use this. Go through time. Watch their lives. Get to know them better. And that just feeds the temptation. Right. Because yeah. now he knows them. Mm-hmm. And he wants to know them more. I'm sorry. I just found like, I'm like, no, why Why did you do that? <laughs> well, they thought they were helping, but. You know, yeah. there's a road paved with good intentions that goes somewhere. Mm, that's yeah. very true. Yeah. And, you know, Harry had got a list of people from his friends and acquaintances and found mm-hmm. dates and locations and different things. And, you know, he said, get to know them, see them as more than a pair of corpses tumbling from the battlements. And, you know, Harry hopes that's going to help. And it does help, but it doesn't help in the way that Harry hopes because now he's just fanned the flames. Mm-hmm. He is now, he's going to go. He's going to try to figure out a way to do this. So, and we, you know, get little snapshot, snapshot glimpses of different parts of his parents' lives in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see the wedding. Uh, and there's a giant wine stain on the dress, which is something you expect given that it's Tonks. Mm-hmm. But but you later find out that it was caused by Remus. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is funny. Sees his parents as children growing up um, from like, toddler, basically. He saw their first kiss and he saw them closing up grim old place after Sirius dies. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, he uh, actually watches his own birth. I don't know if I would want to see that. I wouldn't want to see it either, necessarily. Okay, I was just thinking to myself. Hmm. And I love no. this this part. He saw his own birth. It was messy. And ow! It made him glad he wasn't a woman. (laughs) And the healer had said that his mother being a metamorph magus had made it easier, too. If that was easy, blimey. Good, yeah. Well, you know, 
I don't know how much. I mean, it's it's a cute line. It's funny, but I don't know how much it really uh, plays. I mean, what is the limit of Metamorph Magus? Because mm-hmm. I've seen fix where she's restricted to something of equal equal mass, and there's others where she can become bigger or smaller than she normally is. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious. Well, yeah, usually what I've seen, I mean, she can never, like, change genders or anything like that, but she can get a little, I, I guess I have seen them where she can either make herself a little bit taller or she she has to pretty much stay the same size. Mm-hmm. I could see that, you know, you morph the birth canal bigger. I, mean, yeah, I suppose it could help a little bit, but it doesn't sound like it helped a whole lot, you know. Yeah, just the way he's I'm just. I mean, I'm w- wondering is as long as she conserves her mass, if she just, for lack of a better phrasing, just spreads the floodgates. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's no real delicate way to say this. <laughs> no, there wasn't. An I think and, it was very delicate as you were saying it, anyhow. And just you know, opens the gates. They they reach in, pull him out, and then she closes back up again. I mean, I think it would be possible for her to do that. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun in any way, shape, or form, though. Well, no, but I mean, she we've seen that it doesn't cause her any sort of physical discomfort to that's, change her body. That's true. So, I wonder why it doesn't apply here. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Because the plot says so. Because <laughs> the plot says so. Yeah, you can only do whatever the plot tells you, and that's it. No more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soup for you. <laughs> I used that earlier tonight. Oh god. We were we were talking about um some um no it wasn't the psalm, it was a story um of the man is prepared the big feast and he sends his servants out to tell the people he's invited who had already RSVP'd that the feast is ready and they should come and they're all making excuses and the uh, the gentleman throwing the party invites the common people, mm-hmm. people on the streets the lepers, the beggars and, and whatnot and he, that doesn't fill the table yet so he sends the servants outside the city and invites the rednecks in and says that of these people uh, who he had originally invited none of them shall taste my banquet no soup for you. <laughs> no soup for you. <laughs> there you go. So he's got this figured out. He's got a bunch of notes, but there's no way to do this without having a body because he can't change history that much. Mm-hmm. So he needs to come up with a way to duplicate the bodies and he has no clue how to do that. Mm-hmm. And then old Bert Croker... Gotta love that. Bert Croker. (laughs) Albert Croker bounces in and he's figured out that Cornelius Fudge faked his own death. That old router. (laughs) And, uh, Uh, bastard. (laughs) Everybody's just like, what? And they were, you know, bringing him in to. And they say, how? He fell dead out of the flu on his way to the corruption hearing. Most of the ministry saw his body. Well, yes, they did. That's all true. However, it wasn't the real body. 
It was a replication charm. One quick Jimino. 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 Oh, wait. Jiminio? That's it. It's Jiminio. And he's, you know, made oh, a- I was going to say, you're making Demiga crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Gemini-o. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. The replication charm. And he's got himself a dead body and he shoves it into the fireplace and off he goes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just replicates the body. It doesn't replicate the soul. So he couldn't be alive. Right. But as long as it's a body, mm-hmm. that's what we need. Well, didn't they investigate cause of death? Or, oh, I'm sorry, the Wizarding World isn't that sophisticated. Yeah. No. He's It's Fudge. He's dead. Hmm. He's dead. Nobody investigated that maybe it was a fake? I don't think anybody even thought about it. Well, look what they did with, um, what's his name? And number four, Barty Crouch Jr. His mom was taking Polyjuice Potion. Yeah, they mm-hmm. didn't notice that either. Well, I'm actually kind of curious how that works. She took the Polyjuice Potion and became him and stayed in Azkaban. And then after an hour, it wore off and no one noticed. Well, but... I mean, granted, Dementors don't have eyes, so they couldn't see. Right, all they knew is that somebody died. But you wouldn't think that Dementors could bury somebody. I don't know. It's just a really weird visual. Dementors Mm -hmm. out with the little shovels. Shovels? (laughs) It's just wrong. We need we need I fan, love it though. We need, we need fan we need fan pictures of this. Fan art. Yeah, Call we need PS. fan art. We'll get some stick figures, dementors. Dementor stick figures, yes. There we go. Oh, I say the, the best running gets five points. Oh, we'll give him ten at least. I can okay. get behind that. Yeah. Anyone who wants to make us a picture of dementors with shovels. Digging a grave. Oh, I'm actually um I'm picturing American Gothic. <laughs> You just put a hood over the guy's head. <laughs> change, change the pitchfork to a shovel. Oh, no, no. What? I I have this vision of it, you know, with this the robe, the kind of floating robe, kind of trying to dig this. Sh- oh, yeah, it's wrong. It's very wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's but, always well, wrong. Dement- Dementors don't have feet either, so. Well, yeah, that makes it hard because you need your feet to, to you, dig you with the shovel. S- you gotta step on the blade. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they take like maybe they have one Dementor hoarding it, and the other one like comes down on top of it and just like rams it down or something. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> I think we're not going to get through the chapters tonight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're not, but we're gonna keep trying. Let's see. We will keep on going. Um, so for, uh, they, they rant about. They rant about fudge for a little while, mm-hmm. uh, and then the garrulous Bert Croker says, "Ah, young Lupin, that's the replication charm." <laughs> I don't know why he's Scottish, but uh, <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah, he is now. And you get a copy of that person, a perfect physical copy, right down to the spots on their brow or the phrase in the robes, but it'll be lifeless. You can't copy a soul. Yeah, uh, the copy isn't. Uh, should be perfect, but it isn't. It can't be. After about a week or so, the copy will dissolve, break down, until you're left with nothing more than a handful of dust. No wonder uh, Mrs. Fudge was so adamant that we get him in the ground quick. <laughs> uh, blow his cover, did she? And then she moved to Rio, of course, to get away from all the memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's italicized, and you can totally hear his sarcasm. Oh, yeah. 
He snorts loudly with disdain. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. And then Den- Dennis jumps in, uh, calling him a portly git, mm-hmm. and blah, 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 um, complaining about his uh, misdeeds in office. And then he uses the phrase, you know who, which is just so odd. Yeah, and Lucy, a blonde in her 20s, is intervened and said Lord Voldemort because there's kind of this, not war, but this little uh, running quarrel between the younger and older members because the older members still won't say Lord Voldemort and the younger ones all use the name. So, Mm -hmm. but we're going to stop him, right, Bert? Yeah, we've sent a message up to Hermione Weasley. We're going to get this straightened out. We're off to Brazil on a fudge hunting expedition. Well, they, a fudge they, hunting they, expedition. Go ahead. They, they went from Scottish now into redneck. <laughs> <laughs> well, the idea of a fudge hunting expedition seems to me to be a trip to the sweet don't shop. Go, yeah, no. Oh, okay. I was going to say, don't go there. <laughs> I don't know where you they, thought I was going to go, but I, I was going to the candy store. Okay, good. All right. I was thinking of a different candy store, and I didn't want to go there. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you. You're welcome. So, I'm going to drink now. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> I have to I have to save a little bit of my drink so I can take my antibiotic in an hour and a half. Don't let me forget. Okay. Uh-huh. Hour and a half, so midnight my time. Can do. Bedtime I, w- I will mention, by the way, that uh, this bottle of wine is the same one that I was drinking on the Castle podcast. Didn't get anywhere close to making a dent in it. So, so you're going to try it for tonight, huh? I'm going to try it for tonight. It's a uh, little more than – actually, it's quite a bit more than halfway still in it. The bottle is half full. That's better than half or empty. Or is it half empty? <laughs> So I love this little part here because they decide if they're going to go fudge hunting, then maybe they'll get authorized to use some Felix Felices because, you know, you need all the luck you can get when you're hunting the fudge. In a big country. In a big country. Oh, God. They're bad. We, we got to carry up. Keep going. Because carry on. Okay. Puns, yeah, the puns are, go- they're, puns are coming and they're going to come out sooner or later. I don't know if I can restrain myself. Yeah. Well, they're all congratulating Bert about uh, this belated piece of justice here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, by, by this time, of course, Teddy isn't listening. He's like thinking in his mind, the replication charm, a perfect but lifeless copy that lasts a week before dissolving. My parents were buried after only three days. How convenient. Yeah. The, plot, the plot said so. Plot and mm. the, the plan comes together. Um, he's not allowed to take his wand through the portal, so he's got to acquire one. But he figures that'll be easy enough. Mm-hmm. Because there's at least two wands right there on the mm-hmm. battlements. And he's, you know, he's figured it out. And he's decided he's going to try mm-hmm. to take some Felix Felices, too, because that would just help him all that much more. I love Felix Felicis in a, po- in a fic because it's a potion that has the potential to be so abused and often is. But when you do it right it's it can be amazing. Now, what I question is the fact that the potion continues to work even after he goes through the portal because 
uh, right here in the description of why he can't take his wand. Lucy, uh, he still remembered the day Lucy had come in with her hair intricately charmed in place for a date after work and had emerged furious from the portal when the magic of the gate had undone every last securing charm. Mm -hmm. Now, why would Felix Felicius keep working even though he's in the portal? Because it's a potion and not a charm. Yeah. Because it's inside him? Or yeah, it's just like, I mean, he can still morph because it's inside of him. Right. Hmm. It was one thing that just didn't really ring properly with me, and I questioned it. Um, and I understand that he can use his morphing talent um, because that's just who he is, but the potion is not who he is. Right. But the thing is, you're, it's, but the, I mean, like, Sue's taking antibiotics. It's not who she is. But the thing is, her body was absorbing it. Yeah, I think it's because it's taken internally. If it mm-hmm. was an external thing, because the charms are an external thing. Yeah. It's well, I mean, I, I, if the way you took Felix Felicius was you dumped it over your head, this fic would not be possible. Right. Well, it could, but you wouldn't have the luck of the Felix, Felix Felicius. Mm-hmm. So. Which is the only way he pulls it off, actually. Mm-hmm. So. And actually... I think that covers that, actually. Yeah. Uh, so we move on to the next scene. He's, and... he's at home thinking about all this. He's got it all figured out in his head. He's decided he's going to do it. He takes a deep breath and he steps into the fire. Mm-hmm. Well, what I like about his plan, his theory here, is that he's not going to change the past. And we, we've said before that time travel fix are usually not done properly because of causality and if you change something then it would be in the timeline and you would therefore have no need to go back and change it and it's paradox Mm -hmm. and this fic correctly acknowledges that the past has already happened you can't change it because if you could you would have and it would be what it always was and he's not trying to change it he's just trying to provide a different interpretation of it right he's going to everything's going to be exactly the same except for that the two bodies that they find aren't going to be his real parents mm-hmm. but the bodies will be there so the yeah. the past two dead bodies changed. they'll be mistaken for for remus and for tonks mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's not trying to change anything he's just trying to create confusion right if you will and they obviously can't continue to live in the time they were at because they were dead and they were Mm -hmm. never reported alive. They never popped up and said, no, here we are. We're not dead. We're over here. Right. Uh, Which would lead to all sorts of uncomfortable questions. And he's determined to pull them forward in time. Yeah. It's like the, um, when we did Fox years and they went back and got Fred and they did the same thing there where they substituted a body for Fred and, then when they got him back, they, you know, made it sound like he had been lost in the hospital system with, like, amnesia or something. Mm-hmm. And that's why. But that it was only a week later. This is 20 years. This That would not work here. Right. So, Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hey. Hello. Back to. Everybody's back. Yay. Everybody Where was drinking. You? I needed a drink. Uh. <laughs> We are on the chapter one, chapter two, chapter the bottom of chapter two, where 
Teddy is going to be in big trouble because Victoire has come home. No, uh, that's the end of chapter one. Oh, yeah, because it's the prologue and then chapter <laughs> one. Because when I look mm-hmm. up on my on my thing, it says chapter equals two. Oh, okay, okay. That. Sorry. That's well, anyway, Teddy is supposed to meet Victoire. He had promised her that he would be there when she got back from London. Is that where she was? Where was she? Um, she was in France. Mm-hmm. And he's not there. He wasn't And that's for just her. not like him. Yeah, and she's ticked off. She's been stood up. She has, and she's not the kind of girl to take that very well. No, I love I love this here. He wasn't in the lounge. Glowering furiously, Victoire bellowed his name again, storming into the kitchen and then the old study before hurtling upstairs. I'm picturing Molly Weasley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only in this slighter form because Molly's a little bit bigger. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Fleur with red hair. Yeah. And she's one-eighth Vila. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part Vila and the Weasley temper. It's oh, scary. Yeah. Very, very, very uh, scary. That's a scary thing. So she's, you know, she's mad, but she's thinking this isn't like him. He wouldn't have broken a promise without a good reason. So she decides she's going to leave him a note. She's going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And she finds this pile of paper crumpled on the table. And she thinks it's scrap paper. And she picks it up. And it's his notes. And mm-hmm. she's just flabbergasted. Oh, Teddy, you idiot. They'll throw you, they'll throw away the key. And so she does the only thing she knows to do. She goes for Harry. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's what you do. You don't know what to do. You go to Harry Potter. Yep. Harry, save the world. (laughs) In many ways, she is um, not quite a Gryffindor. Mm. Because she went to Harry. So, I mean, you go to the parents. I mean, hey. When we listen to Harry Potter or read Harry Potter, Gryffindors do not go to the authorities at all. No, they they don't. They go deal with it. Do we we get an? Does it say what house Victoire is in? I I was wondering. I don't know. I think we just proved she can't be in Gryffindor. Yes, I agree. Going to Harry is the smart thing to do. It's a good plan. Does it make her a Ravenclaw? I was thinking Slytherin. Okay. I, I would love to see it just because you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We we had this discussion on the uh, the bad fic episode where it's just Generation Xerox. Mm-hmm. They are their parents, except for they have different names. And I would mm-hmm. love to see Weasley children in Slytherin and Hufflepuff just because it's so unexpected. Yeah. Well, didn't didn't Fern do that? Fern's got a whole bunch of people in Hufflepuff. Yeah, um, it just everybody everybody else is in Hufflepuff except for uh, except for uh, Teddy. Teddy, yeah, Teddy was the lone Gryffindor in that one. There were a couple mm-hmm. girls, but he was the lone Gryffindor boy. And I've seen Albus as a Slytherin several times. Mm-hmm. And well, that makes sense because he was the one worried about it. So mm-hmm. authors take that and they go, "Ooh, well, I wonder what does happen," and yeah. so on. But I just, you know, what I want to see, I want to see. Hugo in Slytherin just to see what Ron does. You write it. I have enough to write. Thank you. (laughs) 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 I just say, I just try to look her up on the Harry Potter Wikipedia and it doesn't say. 
That's going to be a Pottermore thing if we ever get Pottermore back. Yeah, it was either going to be Pottermore or the Encyclopedia, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Chapter two? Chapter two. Making luck. Yeah. Well, first of all, you brew some Felix Felicius. and <laughs> <laughs> Right, but he hasn't well, had time to do that. Well, that's what I wonder. Why doesn't he... Why this complicated plot to steal from the Ministry Potions Lab, the Department Potions Lab? Just make your own. But doesn't it take like a year or What does he have? He's talking about going back in time. It doesn't matter. Well, oh, but he wants to go now. He the may, plot says so. <laughs> he may not have. He wants to go back in time, but there was a um, there was a time travel movie that came out many, many moons ago that had Cheryl Ladd and Chris Christopherson in it called Millennium. And the premise of the story is that they would go back and save people who were all going to die in a plane crash, you know, or something and replace them with bodies, but not people. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, the problem was and, and it was, they had a lot of, you had to have permits and everything, but you can only travel back to a time once. So say you wanted to take the SAT and somebody else was traveling at the same time and came in and whispered in somebody's ear, changed the answer from A to B. You couldn't travel and stay during the entire test because there was uh, discontinuity in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, maybe I'm grasping at straws here, but maybe it's something like that where you can only go back. You can't, there's no multiple jumps. There's one. And if you do more than once, you, it, it, it's not allowed or, or something. Yeah. I just, you know, maybe right. that's why he can't travel back in time. And, you know, cause if, if that's the no, case, then travel that, that back and steal up, it, st- travel it, back and steal it from, from, Slughorn when he makes it for Harry, you know. Yeah. No, it it doesn't work uh, because he it, it explicitly tells us he goes back and watches their deaths multiple multiple okay. times. Mm-hmm. Well, that I was just that's the mm-hmm. no, it, it's a great theory, um, but <laughs> not backed up by this story. Okay, nope. But the ministry, he knows the ministry has it and it's already made, so why, why not go, might as well get it? Go Nixon. Right. Sure. I mean, look at, they've done that to Snape. <laughs> there you go. Apologies. <laughs> but he's got down there and, you know, he's made it. He's Luck is, you know, giving him a little bit of an advance. The potion lab's deserted, but he doesn't know where it is. And he was such a lackluster potion student. He doesn't even remember what it looks like. He doesn't know what to look for or anything. So he's not doing a very good job. So his heart's sinking. He's thinking, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't going to work. And all of a sudden, the uh, night watchman, Edgar, or actually... Another one of those helpful old men appears. Yes, yes. What do they call that? The ex... Deus ex machina. Thank you very much. Uh, A.K.A. the Clive Cussler syndrome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, Kazuntite. (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you so this is i think this is actually the boss the big boss and he's uh come down to uh because the guy that usually runs the potions lab always forgets to turn off the lights 
So mm-hmm. this guy comes down at the end of the day to check on things and put things away. Edgar Fortescue, the deputy head of the Unspeakables. Yeah. Hmm. Fortescue. Yes, he's mm-hmm. a Fortescue. And, and Elijah Whistler, who is the uh, potions maker, never remembers to turn off the lights. Uh, he's uh, inhaled one too many cauldrons. That's <laughs> Which I think is yeah. hysterical. Yeah. So, um, Teddy. It happens a lot. It happens once. I said it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. We find out that he's left the Felix Felices sitting on a table. And Whoops. Teddy's like, oh, crap, it was right here in front of me the whole time. I could have done it. What am I going to do? He's going to lock it away. Um, um, I know. And he quicks, you know, casts a nonverbal and a cauldron dumps onto Fortescue's clothes. And he's like, it attacks him. It grows the hem of his robe attacks, grows teeth and attacks him. And Teddy's like, wash it off, wash it off. And grabs the... He can't hear Felix Felices from him and, you know, quick, go wash it off. And he's kind of holding it. And as Fortescue goes back to wash off, wash off the potion that's attacking his robe and biting his toes, Teddy quick pours a little bit in a, in a little container that he's nicked and shoves that deep in his pocket. And he's standing there, you know, looking innocent, barely in the nick of time when Edgar comes back. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Move along, move along. Doing nothing. This is not the the vial you were looking for. <laughs> These are not <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, like he's going to use the meta the uh, Jedi mind trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Put the hand in front. Of, this is not what you're looking for. Move along. Move along. Move along. What? She's making notes. You know, I was talking to Death's other half. You, saying what you had been on when I had been in earlier, and then when I went out to feed the chickens, you had gone dark, and I was like, "Oh, did he forget? I forgot you had gone to church." And but she had her Skype was on, so I said hi, and then she never answered me till just now. So it's you know been two hours since I sent her a message. So I'm just telling her I had been looking for you, and uh, that I had found him, and you that I'd found you. We have so. found you. Yeah. We have found you. We have found mm-hmm. you. It's good to be found. It is good to be found. It is good to be the king. <laughs> it's good to be the king. Oh, hello, Mel. <laughs> now Uh-oh. I have now I have the Lion King in my head. Thank you very much. No, no, hmm. no, no. That's not from the Lion King. Like, I know, no, but that's not. what I have in my head now. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have the piss boy in my head, so. <laughs> Demonet. <laughs> Count the money. <laughs> Demonet. Demo- Don't correct me. <laughs> good to be the king. It's good to be the king. <laughs> sorry. Kind of back into History of the World, part one. One of the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you know, you always have those. You always have those movies that you watch over and over and over again. That mm-hmm. one's one. Young Frankenstein. Yep. Overboard. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Run high, run high. When I was a yeah. child, Spaceballs was one of my favorite movies. I have watched it multiple hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. And 
Auric wants it for uh, for Easter. It's great. And the, the, it's so funny as I've been watching this since I was 12 and I'm still finding new jokes in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just so brilliant. And the more I learn about other stuff, the more the jokes are becoming apparent to me. And I love it. Every time I watch it, I pick up something new. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm firmly convinced a- that every single bit of dialogue is a joke. Only one man and his trusted companion can save planet Druidia from disaster. Okay, Eagle Five, coming in. Home Star. First, they must learn the secrets of Yoga. Yoga? I am the keeper of a greater magic. The Force? No. The Schwartz. I have a girlfriend. She just got married, and his name is Schwartz. And she's yeah. like, I can't. And she's like, I can't believe. I, she's like, I'm gonna be Mr. Schwartz. I'm like, is his Schwartz as big as mine? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. I had to do it. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> and her, um, well, husband now came on. He goes, Do you really want me to show you? I'm like, Okay, too much information here. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I think I had to say, like, let the Schwartz be with you. What a world, what a world. Oh, oh, <laughs> Mel Brooks has was a uh-huh. I remember I had it. Although I have to say one of my favorite Mel we Brooks. We haven't brought in Princess Bride yet. I'm waiting for that. No, one. that's that's there Lord too. Mel but. Brooks. One of Mel Brooks' one of Mel Brooks' best movies is his least well-known movie, and it's the silent movie. And most people go, "Why would you want to watch a silent movie? It's in color. It's got everybody. It's got Burt Reynolds. It's got Paul Newman is in it, and <laughs> everybody's in it. And it's really funny. Oh yeah, it's, I haven't seen it. I, I will have to look into that. You'll, yeah, you need to. After we get done discussing the fic. Okay. <laughs> there was a fic tonight. There was 29, a fic. 29, 29. We're way off course. Teddy gets the luck of Felix Felicius, even though he hasn't taken it yet, and is able to steal the stuff. And I, he gets I smell a setup. Mm-hmm. It's always a setup. He says goodnight and heads out. Just lock up when you leave. Mm-hmm. Turn the lights off. And then we jump to number 12, Grimald Place, which is quiet. Very, mm-hmm. very quiet. And it's disconcerting because Harry's used to noise. He's the head or, and it's always a bustling beehive in there. And he's got kids at home, and it's usually a bustling beehive at home. And he's at home trying to do some work because Ginny's taking the kids to go see a Quidditch game. And mm-hmm. it's too quiet. He cannot handle this. He's got yeah, it's, but the thing though is, it's the nice sort of quiet, not the dangerous quiet when the kids are at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I love that Even, he's got uh, two kniezels, a couple of owls, and a very old pygmy puff. Yeah, Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> what? the pygmy puff is still alive at this point? Well, you know how long do pygmy puffs live? I mean, mm-hmm. they could be like parrots. Harris mm-hmm. live a hundred years. Yep. Why not big me buffs? Mm-hmm. So he's trying to do paperwork and it's not really happening because the house is too quiet. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden comes some noise. Uncle Harry. 
Are you here? Yay, a distraction. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, good. I don't have to do paperwork now. <laughs> you wait, Harry. You're going to want to do paperwork instead. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. Victoire, aren't you supposed to be in France? <laughs> we just got back and Teddy was supposed to be there and he wasn't there. And, ah. and this is the, perhaps the single longest run-on I've read in fic that wasn't um, accidental. Where, mm-hmm. I mean, the author is writing bad fic and they have no idea about punctuation and whatnot. Well, so this is very typical of. I know, I'm saying doing I approve. this all in one breath, you know? Yeah, I, I very much approve of this. Yeah. And she doesn't stop to take a breath. She gets all of this out. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's exactly, you know, she's just. She vomits all this information on him. Vomit! Vomit! Yay! And the word of the day is vomit. vomit. <laughs> That's the word of the month. Oh okay. no! And she, you know, shoves the papers at him, and he, his heart, you know, just lurches. It's basically a manifesto of this is my secret evil plan. Might as well say evil plan trademark up at the top. Does it and it's two E's, right? Evil. Evil. <laughs> e- evil? Like, <laughs> e- evil. It's, just, it's kinda like evil. Um, and and he does the exact same thing Teddy does. Oh crap, Teddy, you're not gonna really do this, but oh what if it could work? Oh uh, no. And he's almost forgotten that Victoire is there and, you know, what are we going to do? And he says, you're going to go home and I'm going to go deal with this. And she's like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, I love that. This is not what I want. You just see her, she's stomping her little foot. Mm -hmm. I will not. So she goes home and he goes to the Ministry of Magic and we are back. Teddy and he is staring into the portal and he's trying to evade the feeling that the portal is staring back at him. Uh, I was going to say, where's Nietzsche when you need him? (laughs) So he's got his little uh, amulet in place in his leather holster because you can't go through without the amulet. He's got the hourglasses put to the right time. He's got everything kind of together you know he's zoomed in on the map scotland highlands hogwarts north battlements eastern end it's all set it's all ready and now he just has to set it in motion and it goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and he looks down at the vial of felix fleeces and he swigs it and any steps and here we go again you do not touch, you do not change, you do not interfere. We watch only. Not this time. Yeah. He is going to go save their lives. Dun, dun, dun. Cliffhanger. And chapter three, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, for better or worse. And. Um, yeah, I think you were thinking of the comic strip. 
<laughs> and we jump to 20 years earlier. And the killing curse misses Tonks by less than an inch. And she, of course, gets knocked down. She falls. Another impediment drinks his hitter between the... <laughs> Click the link. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> Kelly, what have you done in the middle of our podcast? Oh, I've seen well, this one. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to react like that. <laughs> oh, that does sort of fit. I think maybe I should go dump this in the uh, staff room so we can post it. For those who are wondering what we're laughing at, it's an LOL cat's picture, and it's a cat looking into a, a storm tunnel or a drain or something, and he sees two eyes shining out of it. And the caption is, is that an abyss? Because it's staring back at me. <laughs> I, don't know. I saw that a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, gosh. That's so funny. And if y'all want to find it, it's on just... I, I'm going to post the link. I, I'm putting it in here for us to do right now. This, and that's how I, I thought I you broke him. Uh, no, we only, only broke, we only break death when we talk about Trevor and uh, Toadface. I thought I broke him the last time with all, with my amusing um, Tiger Bomb story. <laughs> <laughs> we enjoy having death on air. He's so much fun to break. Uh. <laughs> The thing is, though, you guys have to work at it. You know who can break me without effort? No. Gen 2. Oh, yeah, Gen 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sue's like, they broke death. I'm like, does that mean nobody will ever die ever again? It's like the Family Guy episode. (laughs) Yeah, well, you got to admit, um, the Trevor and Umbridge thing would definitely break anyone. Yeah, that one was good. So here's the scene that we talked about earlier where Bellatrix thinks she has killed Tonks but really hasn't. Right. And Bella is ranting. Oh, Bella is just going off. This is the price of filthy blood Andromeda, who's not even there. Mm -hmm. Death! Death is the price! This is what you and your brat get for consorting with muggles and mudbloods and disgracing the name of the noble House of Black. This is what you get, little girl, for dallying with a filthy werewolf. And he'll be right there alongside you the moment I cross his path. And I'm thinking, wow, this is... And it's it's commented here, but this is very much like Mother Black. Mm -hmm. The portrait that just screams and rants and filthy. Well, you know. Well, the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how much that really applies here, because in that generation, Sirius rebelled and so did Andromeda. That's true. But Andromeda was his cousin. Uh Uh-huh. And we are to assume that it was, if I, if I know, if I'm trying to remember this right, if they were, that would be, um, what was Sirius's father's name, Orion? Yes. I think so. And so this would have been Orion's brother was their father. Mm-hmm. I said there's a lot of incest going on. You know, I don't beautiful. think they look inbred enough. 
like I always, I always figured, you know, if you've got purebloods and you're only marrying purebloods and you don't really get a sense of the wizarding world is huge, then, then obviously your average run of the mill pureblood is going to look like it got hit upside the head with an ugly stick, you know? Yeah, but, but it'd be really hard to find inbred people to play the part. <laughs> <laughs> they can go to, they can go to Arkansas. Look, it's Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> this is why I'm here, I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm picturing like some random guy with a helmet on. Like in the scene of Jay for his secrets with With like one eye that just kind of drifts. You know, that's not an uncommon thing in the wizarding world. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a very it's- limited amount of purebloods to be going on with right mm-hmm. so i mean of that generation though you've got sirius and regulus um narcissa bellatrix and andromeda there's five of them mm-hmm. if two of them are light three of them are dark and i don't know if you can even count regulus as dark i'd say he's about half mm-hmm. i say he's gray yeah um, <laughs> so you're looking at about a 50 percent rate i think the acorn does fall far from the tree yeah, that's true or maybe they're <laughs> maybe Sirius and Andromeda's acorns rolled a little bit when they hit the ground. <laughs> Rotten. <laughs> yeah. Tree jokes. Rotten. Rotten acorns. It was rotten acorns. Maybe they stayed on the tree too long. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Bella's just ranting and Tonks wants to get up and you know smack her around a little but she can't she keeps saying you know you can't move don't don't let her know that you're you're not dead because then she's going to kill you because you're hardly in the uh place to actually be able to get a fighting fan and mm-hmm. she's pretty much she she was hit by a, a stray impediment so she can't move anyhow really mm-hmm. now where do you think that impediment came from because i always thought it was teddy who cast it but probably yeah but he it, he can't. He he doesn't have a wand. It's not time yet mm-hmm. to interfere. I, I think mean, it's the Felix of Felices. No, she hasn't taken it. Yeah. It's just well, a Teddy. stray jinx. I mean, it's, it, it be something, it's that something that just happened in the course of battle. She just happened to be in the way of something that missed somebody else in it or it ricocheted or whatever, and it just hit her. Mm-hmm. You know? So, anyway, she's lying on the ground. Honestly, she... It says, uh, oh, she wants to respond, but she's not in a position to. How can she? She's in her impediment, Jinx. Right. So why is this, oh, don't move, don't move? You can't. Right. Does she? Well, an impediment, Jinx, does not mean that you are totally paralyzed. You're just slowing down. I mean, Harry was hit by an impediment, Jinx, and could still roll over and look at Snape. But he's Harry Potter. It doesn't matter. Oh. It's not the Trivicus Fatalis. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Well, it's not so, it's not Trivicus Totalis, it's just an impediment charm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, so, so anyway, she's ranting on, um, switches into insulting Andromeda and uh, Ted, and she's just thinking, Oh god, shut up, shut up about dad and She's going to make them pay, and 
she'd make Remus pay too, and the foul-blooded, inhuman brat they'd spawn, and now she's just panicking because she didn't think Bella knew about knew Teddy, about and Teddy. now she does. And how'd she find out? Because Voldemort knew, and Voldemort announced it to the world and asked Draco if he was going to babysit the cub. Right. Oh, yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, and Voldy just found out with his little spies. Probably, probably uh, Snape told him. Go on. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Snape has to give him some kind of information. That's somewhat true. Mm-hmm. So, she's, Bella's gone off to do whatever. She, she's ranting and ranting and a, and a curse kind of goes by her and she's like, whoops, wait a minute. Maybe I should be paying attention to what's going on around <laughs> me. Instead I'm in the middle of a battle. Being a loudmouth, uh, you know, drama queen here. Mm-hmm. And she gets into a confrontation with Bill Weasley and Tonks is left alone. Yep. Um, da, 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 da. So she's decide, she's trying to figure out what to do. Should she go home and get to Teddy or should she go and be with Remus when the giants show up? And the giants are heading for where she knows Remus is. So she's decided that she's got to go up and help because Remus is distracted because Colin died and he's going after Dolahoff. And so, damn it, Remus, mm-hmm. damn it. My decision's made and off she goes. Yeah. I've always thought it was weird that Tonks wasn't a part of this, wasn't on the front lines and whatever, because she's one of the most qualified people to mm-hmm. be fighting. Yeah. I would rather have her... Than just Colin had a baby, you know, and, and part of this, she talks about this, you know, her body that's not quite recovered from having this baby and she's trying to get up these steps and, you know, Tonks mm-hmm. anyhow, going upstairs is not a, a good thing. And- oh, this we know, this we know. <laughs> um, trying not to. I'll admit I mean, yeah. I'm not at all familiar with what birth and pregnancy, what toll it takes on a woman's body. <laughs> I will not try and pretend oh. like I understand. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, when they say you need worth a natural birth, which is, um, sorry, vaginal birth, they said, oh, you need six weeks. You need freaking six weeks <laughs> and sometimes longer. With all the situations I'm going through, my son's nine. I'm still recovering. <laughs> okay. That's a, a, a long ways, but okay. No, I, yeah, I, she's, her body's got to be screaming. I mean, not only is she she's still recovering from giving birth, but she's just taken a tumble. She's, you know, it, it's got to be hard. But she's a protective mama bear, and she's going up to protect her husband. And she gets there just in time to see Remus fall. And she grabs him and tries to pull him up. And I love that, you know, Come on, Remus. Merlin, how could somebody so thin weigh so much? And she's like, okay. Uh, Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> and that works. It's a good idea. Make him a little lighter and get him up here. And I love mm-hmm. the bloody hell tongs. What kind of witch are you? Because that's yes. such uh, a callback to canon. Mm-hmm. I like that too. And, you know, she gets him up there and he yells at her because she shouldn't be there. She's supposed to be at home. Oh, right. Yeah. Get out of here, please. And the Avada Kedavra happened, you know, we, we hear the beginning of it, and the world blows apart as Teddy breaks through, grabs her wand, um, his wand, I can't remember now. 
I think it's his. His wand casts the, I can't say it again, Geminio, Geminio, Geminio. Geminio charm and yanks them in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then this red light is all around them and. She's being squeezed. It's like being in a straitjacket or a shroud. And mm-hmm. Remus gets torn from her hands. And then she's, she's almost like, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like they're being given birth to. They're, they're, you know, like squeezed out of the portal, basically. I was going to say, it kind of sounds like them operating almost. You know how the Harry yes. describes mm-hmm. it as being squeezed in between in the tube. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. like being squeezed through. But they're jump, but they're jump. Pretty much, they're jumping. How many years though? Too. Right. Yeah, twenty Eight, years. Twenty. Yeah. So. And she, I did like that. I liked the description. It's very evocative. Does she make the birth analogy? No, she says it no. feels like a, a metamorphosis gone terribly wrong. Yeah, it's um, it's like a metamorphosis gone terribly wrong. Like the times in her youth when she'd experimented too hard, pushed too far. And felt the protests of her body, but this was a thousandfold greater, shrinking and stretching, pulling and pushing, yanking at her body, her heart, her mind, even her soul, as though to tear each from the other and rip them all asunder. I'm sure Remus probably recognizes that feeling of transformation. I bet he does. Yeah. Yeah. And and we'll find out more about that later. So, and then he screams and he's ripped away and she's dumped out on the floor. Well, before we go on from there, what I really like about this scene here where they're being taken forward is that it is told from her perspective and not Mm -hmm. from Teddy's. Mm -hmm. Because we get to see just how precise this was where nobody sees what's going on. Not that there's anybody to see, but even if there was in the confusion of battle, this very easily could have been overlooked. Yeah. And she opens her eyes and Remus's eyes meet hers. But they're, but they're not, not in, in Remus' face. No, and the hair is <laughs> and I, I had to read that like two or three times before I understood what it meant. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing her looking out at the floor and there's Remus's eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> it, was a, it was Adam's family. You have your mother's eyes. Put them away. No. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, it's like, oh, he has the Dark Lord's ear in a box. <laughs> yeah, yuck. You. Oh, kind of remind. It kind of reminds me. There's a a chapel on um in Pittsburgh, and it's called Saint Anthony's Chapel. And they have all these relics from like these saints and stuff. It's hair and teeth and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I'm like why? And I'm waiting for like I have like there's like thousands upon thousands of these relics, and I'm like looking. I'm I was waiting to find the ear or the toe mm-hmm. or the finger. When I went to, when I went to the, um, oh my gosh, it's blanked on me here. The cloisters in New York. One of the uh, exhibits they have is has somebody's little finger. When you and I, I have to apologize. I am not Catholic, but I I know this. When someone is beatified or and or made into a saint, they the the church collects relics mm-hmm. from that person. Mm-hmm. So when Pope John Paul II was beatified a few years ago, they actually have a vial of his blood that is his relic because he's in a tomb in Vatican City. 
Mm-hmm. Now, is that fair? Because he wasn't a saint when the blood was extracted. Uh, apparently, it, they don't care as long as it's a part <laughs> yeah, of the person. Yeah. I'm yeah, quite familiar care. with like the finger bone or or what have you. But... Or the heart, the one that was the that what was it? Saint Saint Stephen, Saint Stephen. The, the heart was stolen a couple of days ago. Oh. Yeah, some some cathedral in Ireland had this relic 900 years and last week someone stole it out of the church wow one yeah. that's didn't messed up but didn't two. take anything else because there were like gold candlesticks and things like that they just took the relic uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. Crazy, the, the the notion that this was once a wide practice in the church is really kind of creepy mm. yes mm-hmm. yeah, let's creepy. remove his heart right yeah but you know there were other mean native americans and other people used to eat their enemies hearts and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so i mean it's not totally out of the what are you talking about the native americans are nothing but peaceful Mm -hmm. no we're not i mean there's some (laughs) i mean there i've seen even now i've seen people have like take the placenta of of the baby and cook it and eat it and stuff like that i you know i saw that and that doesn't have anything to do with eating things but Oh, good. I, I saw an ad on the TV earlier today that was for something like Northern Winds Financial Services or something like this. You know, you can borrow up to $5,000 and it's better than pay, payday loans and all this stuff. It may cost a little more. And in the fine print on the bottom, it was, it was a Native American company. And in the fine print on the bottom, $5,000. At a hundred and sixteen and a half percent interest. Whoa! Which means that it was like payments of four hundred and eighty-four dollars a month for eighty-four months. A hundred and sixteen percent. It was like you have got to be kidding me! <laughs> like, ouch! A little bit more? Oh my god! <laughs> See, I thought. And I thought I'm, you were going to say something to the effect of, if you don't repay, they come and cut your heart out. Well, you know, they probably will. Yeah, <laughs> that much money. I mean, it was like 116% interest. That's Holy. just messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's more than $10,000 you'd have to pay oh, back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was like, what did I say? 400, 484 times 84. Add here. It's closer to $20,000 because wow. it's because the way it's compounded. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you want to borrow five thousand dollars? You got to guess forty thousand in the long run for it. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I'll get right on that. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll go down to the bank. The numbers are probably wrong, but it was. I I was just boggled at the percentage rate. Oh yeah. No, go down to the bank. They'll charge you nineteen and a half percent. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but apparently it was a if you need money right now, I mean I guess if you need to pay off your, you know Bookie. Your, <laughs> yeah. That's about the only thing. Uh, oh my yeah. god. You gotta pay off your gambling debt that when you lost all your money at those Indian run casinos. <laughs> Ah, see, now this is a conspiracy. We've got it now. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
So hey, she, if the Simpsons can do it. That's true. I just don't have as much influence as the Simpsons. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so, so she looks okay. into the yeah. young face of a, or the face of a young man that sort of looks like Remus, but his hair is turquoise. And he's staring turquoise. at her. Wait, what? <laughs> with incredulity and joy, utter joy. And she wants to know who the hell this is. Mm-hmm. And she realized she's not in Hogwarts anymore. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden <laughs> he realizes that only two of them came through. And where is Remus? Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. 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 Yeah. Another cliffhanger at the end of the chapter. <sighs> Good thing we can go to the next one. Yes, it is. Till chapter four. Death do us part. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. You're, what, in here what a lot, you're in a lot of these chapters, Death Row. I don't know how you snuck oh. in, but you did a good job. Yay! And, uh, you know, she's pulled the wand on him, and he's like, please, please calm down. We'll, we'll figure this out. Just don't hex me. And She's in no mood to calm down, no, no. mood for rationality, reason, common sense, talk of any kind. Yeah. And she heard his scream. Mm-hmm. And, and she's was... just been pulled out of the hugest battle ever. Mm-hmm. She's very much on an adrenaline high. Um, she's got that mindset yeah. that the people she loves are in danger. And somebody just pulled me out of here. And she's got to be wondering, is this a Death Eater trick? Uh, you know, what's going on here? Yeah. I'm going to ask you one more time. And if you don't answer me, I'm going to make you wish you'd never been born. Where is my husband? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Don't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, you know, but all she's just struck over and over again by how much he looks like Remus. Who is this man? Well, Tonks is pretty dense. I mean, granted, you don't expect your son, who's 20 years old now, to come pull you out of battle you died in. But the turquoise hair should have been a dead giveaway. She's got to know something's up. Right. Could have died it. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no, the Wizarding World is far too conservative for that. That's why she likes doing the pink. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, I didn't mean for this to happen. I had a hold of him, but he was gone. Something pulled him away. And Tugs is like, you felt that too. I had his hand and it was like ripped out of mind. Yes, yes, we were clear of the battle and it happened in the portal. What could have happened? And he realizes that the portal hasn't shut down. Mm-hmm. That there's still thinks- something there. He thinks Remus is still inside. Mm-hmm. And so she goes after him, you know, mm-hmm. that's where he is. That's where she's going. Yep. And and she bounces right off of it. Yeah. And it's, you know, she can't get in there. Um, bloody hell, that light's harder than it looks. Which is just a funny phrase. Mm-hmm. You can't pass through the portal like that. You have to have one of these. And mine's cracked, so it's not going to work. Um, you know, how do we get him out? She wants to know. And Teddy says, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. And so there's... This is a of, hitch in the plan. Yeah, just a little hitch in the plan. And he's not prepared for it. He had no concept of what he was going to do if things went wrong. It's a flaw in the slaw. <laughs> Well, it, 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 I, think, I think it's awesome proof that Teddy is not a Slytherin because he hasn't planned for any of the variables. No. 
He hasn't he's even figured out what he's going to do if he actually saves them. He, yeah, he's just, oh, I figured out how to do it. I'm going to do it. Not a thought to, well, what happens after you do it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they can just move to South America. Yeah. <laughs> Send him to There's Australia. They can when go to the parents. <laughs> and Keza. Uh, but before they can get too far, it spits Remus out. Mm-hmm. And he's there, but then what a quickie crumbles. dink! Say again. I said, "What a quinky dink!" What a quinky dink! <laughs> there he is. Well, it's a good thing it happened at right that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it spits him out, and he's in a lot of pain. And twitching. He said the wind knocked out of him. He's twitching, shaking. His fingers are flexing. He's having a seizure, basically. Mm-hmm. And she wants him. She wants Teddy to go get a healer, and and Teddy's like, "I I can't." <laughs> Uh, that's a bad finds, idea. Finds out you're here, we're in trouble. But wait, there's a potions lab. I'll go see what's there. Yeah, because I've already been in there once tonight, yeah. and nothing bad happened. Maybe that, and maybe that guy can help me again to find the thing that I need. Yeah, yeah. The Fel- Felix Felices might actually be still working, so we'll be all right. Well, should be working because he took a f- a vial full of it, right? And he was only gone maybe five minutes. Yeah, he wasn't gone very long. If that, so... It seems if, like a long time, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like a long time because we're getting it from Tonk's perspective. Right. He went back to just those few moments. Their conversation couldn't have taken more than 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Felix Felicia should be well in effect right here. Unless it was mucked with by passing through the portal and going across time and whatnot. Right. Which couldn't possibly happen. No, no, that would never happen. No, no, no. So she's, you know, Remus, Remus, can you hear me? And he's like, Laura, is that you? (laughs) No, who else would be screaming your name into your face? Can you hear me? Uh, Maybe (laughs) get off my chest. Uh, I thought you were gone. I thought I was dead. But you're here and I'm touching you. Yay! Yay! She says, well, maybe we could both be dead, but if that's the truth, then... That's a pretty damned weird afterlife, yes. <laughs> Where the hell are we? <laughs> and, and then, you know, we get our, our Toto moment. Yeah, they a, get a glimpse of the clock. For well, some reason, the no, clock displays the date. But first of all, it's, uh, this isn't Hogwarts anymore. Toto, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Does yeah. this mean they're going to walk out the door and it'll be all bright colors? And <laughs> Yeah, when they click their heels together, they'll get to go home. Ding dong. The... Yeah, but the thing is, if Tonks clicked her heels together, she'd probably fall over. <laughs> she'd, break it. she'd break an ankle. It'd be very bad. <laughs> she'd get one click and then she'd be on the floor. So, they look up... And the uh, date's there, and it's Monday, the 2nd of July, 2018. And we get a new curse word here. What in the name of Merlin's scrawny backside is that all about? 2018! <laughs> and and they wonder if it's a calendar or what. Or it's well, just... then the time moves, so they know it's a clock. Right. And it seems to think it's 20 years in the future. Well, how could that be? And she looks around and sees the time turners and like, no, no, that couldn't possibly be. But what if it is? That's why you have a clock on the wall, a calendar on the wall, because you have time turners. 
yeah. For the Department of Mysteries. Yeah, it's to keep track. And here comes Teddy with potions. I I think the love potion's still working because I found everything I could. You're awake! (laughs) Crash. Taunts jumps about a foot, falls over, and here he is. You know, I swear I didn't know, I didn't know anything like this was going to happen. Here's some potions, and Remus is like, I think I'll live. Just don't touch me. (laughs) Well, he wonders, should I live? Yeah, it was you. You took my mm-hmm. wand and grabbed my shoulder, and you pulled us out of the battle. And he fumbles slightly with it, and he hands it back to Remus, which is what tells Tonks that he's not a Death Eater, because no Death Eater would ever give him back his wand. Right? Mm-hmm. And they start worrying about the battle, and I, I, I mean, I understand she's out of time, and she's very disoriented, but the date right there, it's 2018. Mm-hmm. I think the battle's over by now. Yeah, but she doesn't know if she should believe that date. True. It might be part of the elaborate Death Eater trick. Mm -hmm. I mean, she just got ripped out from a very intense thing. So, I mean, yeah, sometimes when you, you know, get in a zone of one thing, you're only going to think one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, they get the full story about what actually happened. and Oh, the battle's over. We won. Harry won. Voldemort's dead. Um, ding dong, sh- I'm sorry. Ding dong, the Voldy's dead. The Voldy's dead. <laughs> the Voldy Voldy's dead. And then we hear Some a voice. Teddy, Teddy. <laughs> oh shit. And, uh-huh. and she Hello, like, Harry. She's been punched in the gut, and Teddy's like, "What the hell is he doing here?" Yeah. Well, they of course instantly recognize this voice. Of course they do. It's a little older sounding, but still, they know him. And I love how she shies away. No, don't think about it. Don't think that way. It can't be so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not older. He's not older. We're not in the future. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And Teddy begs them to stay put and not let anybody see him. And he goes out to meet Harry. And they stay behind and look at each other. And they're like, I think we just talked to our son. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Sather has a very bad habit. Of ending every chapter on a cliffhanger. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, there is. <laughs> when you can, okay, when well, you if there's get... something wrong with that, you need to blame J.R. Ewing. <laughs> 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 That's the reason that we have season-ending cliffhangers for TV shows is because of J.R. Ewing. Damn you, J.R. Yes, there we go. Who's there? Okay. What were you going to say, Trisha? I have no idea. Keep going. She was going to say, and there we are into chapter five. Protection. Protection. And all um, Teddy can think of is dad knows. He knows who I am. Mm-hmm. But here comes his godfather. Yeah, he doesn't have any time to congratulate himself for having done what supposedly you couldn't do. No. Cause... My mom and dad. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Wow! And, and now here's Harry come to stop him from doing exactly what he just did. Yeah. Harry, what are you doing here? And he's like, can you explain this? Because yes, I, I really, really want to know that it's not what it looks like. 
Well, yeah. that's exactly what it looks like, but don't worry. <laughs> yeah. This is why you burn your notes before you do anything. Well, he'd been locking him up, but tonight he was so gung-ho on going that he left him just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Harry's just in total lecture mode. I can't believe this. After everything your gran and I have told you about your parents, you're going to do that. You know what I find about this? It's so damn hypocritical. Gee, Harry, you're yelling at someone for going off half-cocked and doing something stupid? Well... Harry is older and, older and wiser now, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we know that Harry doesn't learn things. No. And in his place, he'd have done the exact same thing. Of course he would have. If he could if he'd been in the position where he could have gone back and saved Sirius, he would have done it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. An absolute heartbeat. Oh yeah. Less yeah. than. So I find his speech here quite hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Although but that uh, it's not necessarily – yeah, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or wrong, just it's hypocritical. Right. I can totally see him doing it. Mm-hmm. But – and he mentions Victoire and now Teddy's just, you know, got punched in the gut once again. Oh, crap. Yeah. I promised her I'd be there and I wasn't there and yeah. she, she is going to kill me. She won't be back till Monday and it's – oh. It's Monday. Oh, oh hell. Oh, no. He's been so absorbed in this project that he lost track of time. But <laughs> and he just doesn't oh. know what day of the week it is. Right. I like he goes, Victoire has seen my notes. Oh sweet Merling. I'm in more trouble than I thought. <laughs> and yeah, and here we have Harry being hypocritical once again. And since some people have the sense <laughs> to talk to people who care about them and want to help them rather than plotting away in private. Like, yeah, well, Harry, he how did. How many times did you go get a teacher, Harry? Huh? Huh? How many times? And, and, yeah. But he, but he did learn his lesson, and now he makes trying to make sure other people don't have to do what he did. He didn't mm-hmm. learn his lesson. No, no, <laughs> he did. Name me one lesson that Harry learned in the canon. He learned that he didn't have to depend on only himself. He no, thought he, he did. But he, no, he did. He, he tried to leave his friends behind. He did, and they convinced him otherwise. And then he saw the error of his ways <laughs> and realized that he couldn't do it all by himself. We never got the scene where he realized the error of his ways. He was just sort of resigned to the fact that they were going to come along with him no matter what he said. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Guys. So Harry's, you know. Going off, and he. Well, okay, I, I'm sorry. I've got a great line that I just spotted here. One of Harry's eyebrows curved suspiciously. His lips tightened to a thin line. Hmm. Where did McGonagall <laughs> come from? <laughs> 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 and Teddy's trying to think. He's trying to think really fast, and he's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Wait. You didn't really think I was going to go through with that, did you? No, no, no. I was just playing with it. I went back tonight just to say goodbye. I'm never going to go in and see them again. Which is a true statement, if 100% misleading. Right. I'm convinced more and more that this Teddy is a Slytherin because... Now, you just told me he wasn't because he didn't have a He's got some tendencies. That he really does. Um, he knows how to, I won't say lie, but that's really the only word 
that he can use because every word he's saying is truthful, but it's so far from the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love this oath that Harry extracts from him. Yeah. And every word he swears, I swear on my parents' graves that they're not in. That I will make no attempt now or at any time in the future future, to alter history in order to save my parents. I've already done it. Uh I take it back. Teddy's not a Slytherin. He's a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Harry wants him to come home with him and he says, no, I can't. I've got to make him. I got to go clean up. And Harry's like, well, I'll help you. And no, no. He's like, no, no, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be here, right? And yeah, oops. Hey, that's a part of that rushing in thing that we were just talking about. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and I got to go grovel for forgiveness at my girlfriend's, and I could do without any witnesses. Mm. And, uh, and oh, yeah. by the way, I have to go hide these other two people that I just brought 20 years back mm-hmm. from the future, but um, enough about them. Yeah. <laughs> See you soon. Oh, um, how do I get out of here? Uh-huh. Yeah. Two doors yes. from the two doors, two left from the door straight ahead. Okay. Good luck with Victoire. And yeah, poor Teddy. He's feeling sick, but have I done the right thing? Yes. In spite mm-hmm. of it all, he can feel his father's eyes upon him and Teddy. He knows it's the right thing. And then he just turns around and there they are and they listen to that whole conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you're our Teddy, all grown up. Well, well, it saves the conversation about what he's done mm-hmm. because yeah. it would have just been a repeat of all the same information we just got. Right. So I, I appreciate that from the storytelling aspect. Yeah. Mom, he said softly, Dad, welcome to your future. And we move on. Hey, that's not really a cliffhanger. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> Hi, Chapter six, In Chapter Memoriam. Six. They work together to tidy up the thing and put all the potions back where they were so nobody can tell. And there's a red stain on the floor. They've got to scrape up or scrub away. Mm-hmm. And, but the, the portal itself has a physical sound that almost, you know, you can feel that, that, that stung his fingertips like static when yeah. he brushed them that bit too close and yeah. he broke it. He did. He broke it big time. Um, Oh, we haven't mentioned that um, part of going through the portal is that there's this amulet with a gemstone in it that's part of the magic, and his is broken. Right. The gemstone has shattered. Sorry, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Random. Yeah, it's cats. Kitty. Cats I got kitty. I got mm-hmm. kitty crazies. You always I mean, have she- kitty crazies when we're podcasting. I don't know what's getting into her. She's just, I mean, for a 12 pound cat, I mean, she's shaking the whole damn apartment. Oh, Thunderpaws? Thunderpaws. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She wants to be on the podcast. Mine is asleep in her bed. That's a good place. Yes. So basically, they clean up, and while they're doing that, he's telling them the story and the history and his personal life story. And Tonks is shocked and can't believe that he's really done this and mm-hmm. she, she's not talking a great deal yeah. and remus is remus ex- is taking it better than Tonks is mm-hmm. i'm sorry you I lied to you. harry that's fine um 
Yeah, you lied to Harry, and now it's the first sort of thing, and he's got to deal with the first instance of his parents disapproving of his actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is something he's never had before. Right. He, he has said that what he did tonight isn't strictly legal. In fact, strictly it's a, legal. <laughs> in fact, it's about as illegal as anything in this department can be, and his mother's like, no, really? <laughs> sarcasm much? <laughs> Yeah. And they want to know why he didn't tell Harry. You know, were they afraid? Was he afraid that Harry would turn him in? And he said, no, I was afraid that Harry would help me and that would cost him his job. Mm-hmm. I'm protecting Harry by not telling him. <laughs> yeah. And now Harry is actually Tonks's boss. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, she's still on leave. She never went back. So. <laughs> I don't think they hold your position for 20 years. Really long maternity leave. I think maternity leave. leave. (laughs) That's one hell of a maternity leave. I wish I got paid for that. (laughs) I don't think she got paid for it. So there you go. Mm -hmm. So they're they're heading out. Um, She's being somewhat sarcastic about, you know, shouldn't we be more careful if we, you know, you've already said if we get caught, then all hell's going to break loose and, He's like, well, there's nobody here, and the people that are here in the other part of the building, I know where they are, and he casts a spell to double-check, but they're exactly where they think, mm-hmm. and on their way out, they go past the memorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's okay. no third shift at the ministry, so everyone's expected to be out of the building, mm-hmm. and they're like, I think we're okay, except from those two, and Tox is like, you think? Yeah. <laughs> You thought Remus would be fine, and how'd that work out? Yeah. It doesn't so, say it, but you can tell that's what she's thinking. Uh, and they're, I know they're wondering just how much of this plan he's actually thought through, and I'm sure they're not surprised to realize none. Absolutely none, yeah. So they, we have no you know, muggle-like war memorial for the wizard in kind. No lists of names so small and numerous that no one can read them. We have a... Which is a dig at the Vietnam Memorial. Yeah. A flickering, flickering, I guess that's an okay word. It's basically, it flashes four or so people at a time in great big letters, and then it stays there for a minute or two, and then the next group comes up, and it rotates through. I think it's a dozen at a time. Yeah, a dozen of these readable names engraved in silver. Phoenix in flight from a cylindrical plinth, water gushing from the open beak. That's weird. Why would you have water rushing from a firebird? I don't know. That's the way you do these things. Because we like phoenixes, and we need to replace the uh, the fountain of magical brethren. Right. Right. Yeah. The dozen names shift, and the parent, uh, Remus and Tonks, their names come up. And Mm -hmm. Nymphadora's name is on there, and she's irritated by this. Well, uh, Nymphadora, Tonks, Lupin, Rar! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they see Fred Weasley's. Yeah, yeah, and they start. Yeah, yeah, morning. Ted's. Ted Tonks. Well, he, he was already dead. Right, but he right. was still part of it, and they still have his name on there. Mm-hmm. They put Regulus Black on there too, and I'm sure yeah. that was Harry's insistence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lots of boneses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leah Bones, Castor Bones, Edgar Bones, Edmund Bones, Miranda Bones. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole Bones clan was wiped out, mm-hmm. um, as was the uh, the uh, McKinnons. 
Uh, and the Pruitts, I think. Pruitt McKinnon's Bones. Um, yeah. Pruitts, uh, the brothers. It wasn't the whole family because Molly was a Pruitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I thought it was everyone else except her. Mm-mm, no. It was, anyway, just there, her, it was just her brothers. Yeah, there's a line and there's three families listed that got wiped out. And I thought it was Pruitt, but yeah, I don't know. And we, we have Remus wanting to know if he's got documents, you know. You said that you've been writing down the histories. Do you have copies? Because I want to read them. Mm-hmm. Says, yeah, I have them at home. And and then and they haven't actually seen their names yet because she stops and says, "Am I on it? This memorial? Are two of those names ours?" And Teddy says, "Yes." He says it's mm-hmm. ironic that the only four living people on the menor on the memorial are on the same page. You two and Neville's parents. Right. Mm-hmm. The long bottoms are there. I think that's where we get the idea that four people are listed at a time. Yeah, but... that's where I picked it up. So. And we find out that Shacklebolt's the minister. And she's <laughs> well... like, what? <laughs> As in Kingsley Shacklebolt? <laughs> no, it's his younger brother, Princely. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> bad. So bad. Sorry. It's so bad it was funny. Yeah. I just thought of it too. Oh, <laughs> That's what makes it worse. <laughs> no, it, well, it love, makes it better because you didn't practice it. Yeah. <sighs> I love how Tonks just can't handle this and she's like, Twenty years and a couple of hours, my baby's grown up, Fred's dead, the war's over, Kingsley is minister for magic, and like that's the thing that pushes her over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm out of Rice Krispies. <laughs> she's convinced it's a dream it's kind of like well, I'm sorry it's the whole we're rushing through space before we're slightly off course we're also out of coffee <laughs> ah! well that's a tragedy right there yeah. who is T maybe yeah well I, and I love uh, that they're they're starting to go in, you know they're starting to fight and then all of a sudden Remus says now Dora not in front of the baby <laughs> they just gotta look at him you think this is funny <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is funny yeah. he says no nope, I don't but you needed a little love in mm-hmm. here let's go home yeah, well he's a marauder up. this is what marauders do mm-hmm. they make jokes. Even if he was the serious one. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I know with me, uh, a defense mechanism for me, if I'm in pain or scared or, or anything like that, first thing I do is crack jokes. Oh, yeah. You make jokes. It may not even be very funny, but you no. need to smile and laugh. I thought we were going to get Scott, but he's still working on his homework. Okay. So they have a moment where they're about to fight, and she just says, oh, I hate it when you're reasonable. Mm-hmm. You know that, don't you? <laughs> it says, yes, I know. Um, yep, yep. So they suggest, okay, now let's get out of here. Off they go. Mm-hmm. And I love the last line of the scene. It seemed that having his parents in his life was going to be rather more complicated than he'd imagined. Well, no shit! <laughs> <laughs> what did you think it was going to be like, yeah, goof? He didn't think. That's it. He did not think. I am going to take this moment. And I will be back in a few. So y'all just yes, carry on. It's, it's almost time for your thing. Yeah, I'll go take my pill. Mm-hmm. It's almost time for me to go to bed. Yeah. 
15 minutes. I'll be right back. Okay. 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 So we move on into the next scene, and... It's pretty much Remus's point of view of this. It is. Yeah. They're back at the house that he had shared with Tonks, and Ted's taken it over now and made it his. He's moved furniture around, moved the pictures around, painted the walls, and you know they're wandering around going, this isn't quite our house. No, I don't I don't remember this being this way. And so it's Remus's old house. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that he grew up in, right? Mm-hmm. So it really is the family house. It had been his childhood home and the home of his new family in turn. Right. Okay. Uh, and it was much as they left with, much as they had left it, but not quite. Well, no, it's been 20 years and somebody else has been yeah. living there for that length of time. So, of course, it's not going to be different. Mm-hmm. And Teddy lives there alone because it's definitely a bachelor pad. There's takeaway containers all over the coffee table. <laughs> Old coffee cups. And and he had a girlfriend. <laughs> Bill Weasley's daughter. No less. <laughs> yeah. That's and, funny. Mm-hmm. And I love the mention here <laughs> of the bedroom window catch that she leaves loose for him. <laughs> yeah. TMI, I don't need to know this. Thank you very much. You, I was holding you in my arms. I do not need to think about your sex life. yeah yeah and so we find out that dora is not coping he's i don't know maybe because he is so used to change as a result of the moon that not a lot phases him Mm -hmm. and pardon me for making a phase moon joke um (laughs) he's reading history books he's trying to come to grips with this and she's not even trying no and now he's decided that he's got to cope for Dora. Mm-hmm. So that's... Well, I, I thought this was interesting that he remembers the forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he does. I think that's great. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of what he's thinking about here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he thinks, this has been the strangest day of my life. <laughs> and the yep. shower stops and... In she comes and she says, these jammies smell musty. And then she thinks, well, they've probably been in the attic for 20 years. No wonder they smell bad. And all I can come up with is just one word. Magic. 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 It's a freshening charm or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway. (laughs) So we know. So so we actually know the reason why he was torn away from them in the portal was because of the forest. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. leaping to conclusions. He had to be yeah. he yeah. had to be somewhere else too. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why he was ripped away from them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he you know what, pretty much in so many ways he was in Mumbo. He was not dead, but he was not he was not alive either. Right. When right. going through the portal. So she comes in and she just wants to sleep and he wants to help and she says, you can help me by letting me sleep. And he says, how many times in the last three years have you taken me to task for bottling things up? And she said, none. none. We've, We've been, been dead, dead for 20 years, remember? <laughs> He's like, oh. No, we haven't. <laughs> Stop avoiding the question. Right. She says, I just want to go to sleep. It's too soon. I need some time. And he says, okay, in the morning. How can I tell you what's wrong when I'm not even sure myself? But they say, I love you. And her fingers tighten across his back. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. And she says it back and was like, I hope this isn't a dream. Well, if it, I hope this is a dream, but if it isn't, I'm glad you're here with me. And mm-hmm. Whatever happens, yeah. we're in here together. Right. What happened in the portal scared the hell out of her, and she's just glad they're together. Yeah. Aww. So, and I, this is two chapters in a row where there's no cliffhanger at the end. What the hell? <laughs> well, you can't keep doing the same thing. People get pissed. Right. Um, On that note, do you want to go to bed? Yeah, please. It's a good break point. Yeah, I think we should stop. I think 13 chapters was a little uh, ambitious. Yeah. Ambitious. Yeah. We'll say goodnight. Well, do we want to say what we think about this and say goodnight? And then, Trisha, before you go, I have a quick question for you. Oh, okay. I, you, know, oh, you mean we're not going to keep going? No. Nope. Trisha hasn't read the fact. From what I hear, it's absolutely wonderful. Now, now I'm excited and now I'm going to read. Cool. <laughs> we can do another chapter two or two if you want, Death. But um, I mean, it's up to you guys. I'm fine with whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's only nine o'clock for me. I'm getting cold, but I can grab some more blankets. I, I need to go, too. I have. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I know it's only 11 o'clock, but I've been trying to get to work before I'm supposed to be there, you know, like, so I don't get fired. Mm-hmm. So I would really like to go to bed oh, before, too. That's okay. I did that yesterday. Mm-hmm. I left my but, house 15 minutes early. Mm-hmm. And... Got there half hour late. late? Yeah, I got there a little bit late, only to find out that school was closed. Why? Mm-hmm. Ah. Because while we didn't have hardly anything, St. Helens was iced in. Oh. Bye bye. And I didn't think to look because we didn't have anything and I'm up on a hill. Uh. Uh, they're closer to the coast and it just froze everything. By the time I got into town, I was driving on white roads. With We're, no- um, we have thunderstorms coming tonight, so. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. All right. Well, Weather was gorgeous today. Oh, it was was 73 here today. It's it's warmer right now. It is as warm here as it is where my mother is in Fort Myers Mm -hmm. in Florida. But we have thunderstorms moving in and it will not be. It'll be 49 for a high tomorrow. And it was Mm -hmm. 75 today. Which is still quite nice, by the way. Yeah. But it's just the weather has just been. Oh, horrid. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I real I really feel bad for the people who live south and east of me because of the tornadoes, but uh, guiltily I feel glad that we didn't have to deal with them. We just had to deal with the the storms. Right. I think this is a fun. I mean, well, fun. I I liked this fic. I I like the concept of going back and bringing back Honks and Remus. It's kind of like. How I felt with Fox Ears, where we got Fred back. And Time travel makes my brain hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but she, as well it should. She because... did a good job with it. I mean, it's not as implausible as a lot of time travel fix. Right. She <laughs> took into account what what could or could not happen, and she built a special time traveling machine for it. It's not mm. just a time turner, and Hermione's not falling down the stairs. <laughs> You know, the uh, replication the- charm, all the pieces are there. Yeah. Such, And I, I really think this author has read a lot of time travel fics and been dissatisfied with them. You mean uh, like because Harry's kid the, coming back yeah, in time and 
bothering him when he's a teenager and freaking him out mm-hmm. because <laughs> yeah the particulars of the time travel are so well done and the author obviously understands temporal theory you can't change the past because it's already happened the past is the past mm-hmm. now the interpretation right yeah exactly and the 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 principle of the past is the past but maybe it's been misinterpreted right is completely valid and i like how teddy's not saving them from dying he's making everyone think they died and pulling them forward in time. So he's not changing the past. He's changing the present right. and the future. Right. Which there's no laws of time that say you can't do that. So it will be interesting to find out how things shake out in the next little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. I, you know, it's just, I like this kind of thing because I like seeing where it can go and mm-hmm. what's going to happen. That's, that's why it's here. Um, yeah. If nobody else has anything to say. We will no. say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to us. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.